Welcome to 9to5Mac Daily for Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. I'm your host, Chance Miller. We are sponsored this week by Capital One Shopping. Leading off today, Apple has offered to open up the iPhone's NFC system, which Apple Pay uses for payments, in response to an ongoing antitrust investigation in the European Union. According to a new story from Reuters, in lieu of being served with formal EU antitrust charges, Apple hopes that this offer will satisfy the regulator's concerns. As it stands right now, Apple Pay is the only payment platform that can use the NFC contactless chip in an iPhone for payments, so this means that only Apple Pay and the Wallet app can conveniently perform contactless transactions at retail merchant payment terminals. Banks and other alternative payment solutions have complained that this gives Apple Pay an unfair advantage, and critics argue that this policy privileges Apple's own payment services too much. Essentially, the regulator argument is that Apple is using the dominance of the iPhone to block out competition in mobile payments. The EU Commission will seek consultation with rival mobile payment companies before deciding whether to accept Apple's mitigations or to continue with the antitrust process. And at this stage, it's not exactly clear what Apple's proposition to open up the iPhone's NFC system actually means, but in an ideal world, it means we'll see third-party contactless payment platforms on the iPhone. In other news today, Apple is hoping to incentivize more artists and music labels to use spatial audio on Apple Music. Bloomberg says that Apple will soon start offering incentives to artists and record labels to produce music using spatial audio and Dolby Atmos. The story says that Apple will give added weighting to streams of songs that are mixed in Dolby Atmos, The specific details here are unclear, but Bloomberg speculates that added weighting could mean higher royalty payments for artists who are first to embrace Dolby Atmos and spatial audio. Still, even though some of the details are unclear, the overarching idea is that Apple wants to encourage more adoption of Dolby Atmos not only for new music, but also to update older tracks with Atmos mixing. Bloomberg says that mixing music in Atmos is broadly affordable, so it would be worthwhile for established artists and labels to participate in this program in the hope of seeing a boost in royalties. But for now, the change hasn't been officially announced by Apple, but we're expecting an announcement soon shared with Apple Music artists and labels. We are sponsored this week by Capital One Shopping. With Capital One Shopping, you can shop online and save in seconds. Capital One Shopping users have saved over $800 million in the past year and over $2 billion in total. The Capital One Shopping extension for your browser automatically applies the best available discount code across over 100,000 retailer websites. Start saving today and add the extension to your browser with a single click at the link in the show notes below. My thanks to Capital One Shopping for their support of 9to5Mac daily. Running out today, Apple has released the first beta of iOS 17.3, and it includes a major new security feature. A new feature called Stolen Device Protection is designed to add an additional layer of security in the event that your iPhone is stolen and the thief has also obtained your iPhone's passcode. 
The addition of stolen device protection comes after the Wall Street Journal earlier this year investigated a rise in iPhone thefts in public places such as bars and restaurants. The tactics used in these cases often involved attackers observing victims entering their passcodes before stealing their iPhones and then using that passcode to immediately change their Apple ID password. This effectively locks the victim out of all of their Apple devices and even iCloud backups. Stolen device protection in iOS 17.3 is a solution to this threat. Stolen device protection is a two-tier system that offers a balance of enhanced security and user-friendliness. With this feature enabled, Face ID or Touch ID authentication is required for certain actions meaning that no passcode fallback option is available in the event that you're unable to complete the Face ID or Touch ID authentication. Apple says that there are eight different actions that will require Face ID or Touch ID authentication when the feature is turned on. This includes viewing or using passwords or passkeys in iCloud Keychain, applying for a new Apple Card or viewing an Apple Card virtual card, turning off lost mode, erasing all content and settings, using Apple Cash and Apple Card savings in Wallet, using payment methods saved in Safari, and using your iPhone to set up a new device. So again, with stolen device protection enabled, you won't be able to do any of those things without using Face ID or Touch ID authentication, and you can't use your passcode as a fallback. There's also a smaller subset of things that will require Face ID or Touch ID authentication and also have a one-hour security delay. These include changing your Apple ID password, updating select Apple ID account security settings, changing your iPhone passcode, adding or removing Face ID or Touch ID, turning off Find My, and turning off stolen device protection. So with stolen device protection turned on, You'll have to authenticate with Face ID or Touch ID, then wait one hour before you can do those things. Apple hopes that stolen device protection will offer additional layers of security in instances where someone steals your phone and has also obtained your passcode. The feature will be disabled by default, but you'll be prompted to turn it on the first time you update to iOS 17.3. We've got more details and a closer look at how it works at the link in the show notes below. That wraps up another episode of 9to5Mac Daily. As always, you can find all of the latest Apple news on 9to5Mac.com. Follow along with me on threads at Chance H. Miller, and we'll be back tomorrow for a new episode of 9to5Mac Daily.